Hi there, and welcome to Lost Out Back, episode 12. My god, it's, it's, it's reaching epic proportions, isn't it? <laughs> just so many episodes. But we had to come to you this week to report on the national crisis that is affecting Australia. The banana crisis. The banana shortage of 2006. It's terrible. A few months back now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Uh, the the main banana growing area of Australia was wiped out by a cyclone. A cyclone. No, we've we've already explained what a cyclone it's is. It's a hurricane only in Australia. Yeah, we call them cyclones. And uh, yeah, they it ripped through this town and and the surrounding fields and decimated the Australian banana crop for this year. And and as a result, you banana prices have tripled in in grocery stores and they're all bruised and mangled yep for love no money you cannot keep yourself a banana i went out to dinner um last night and uh we went to this uh this chocolate restaurant max brenner right after dinner and they always have these amazing you know banana splits and banana fritters and all drizzled with melted chocolate but as we came in they handed us a new alternative menu in which they had removed all of the banana-related products. Wow. Um, be- and it said on the thing, because the quality of banana stock has dropped drastically. I think it's more because bananas are so expensive now, they could not make a profit selling desserts with bananas in them. It's terrible. Like, like just to, to explain it to you, ladies and gentlemen, um, in one fell swoop with this uh, uh, cyclone, 95% of Australia's uh, banana plantations were wiped out. They, they are saying that they should be back on the road in March 2007. So they've got the year to, you know, plant new banana trees. And, and but, you know, there's like in Australian zoos, there, there are monkeys starving. Starving monkeys. Think of the monkeys. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking of the, the amazing... Um, skyrocketing banana prices. I mean, people invest in gold and oil, but if they had known this was coming, you could have invested your yeah, money in, in banana bananas. futures. Yeah, and Le- yeah. you become a millionaire overnight. Well, like essentially, for memory, bananas were like about a dollar a kilo before the um, disaster. And Is like, that how low they were? Uh, something like that. I've dollar, seen them for 50. like nine dollars a kilo. Oh, I've seen now. them for ten. Wow. Yeah. So like, it's 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 terrible. So like. Um, we want to start a campaign on this show um, to help Australia with its banana crisis because, you know, Australians love bananas. So if you have a spare banana at home that you're not using, um, send it to us. Uh, send it to us in the mail. Just put Lost Outback Australia on an envelope and post it down here. To us. To us. And we will see that they are distributed um, to, to Australians. For a fair price. Indeed. Yes, and all any proceeds raised will be ploughed straight back into. They'll the go to the monkeys, the starving to, monkeys. The, the starving monkeys, yeah. So, uh, l- uh, ladies and gentlemen, Australia is a utopia. It's a beautiful place, but you know the hardships of, uh, I suppose, the the reality of the, the global uh, weather patterns. You know, c- can wreak havoc, and this is just one example. You mm-hmm. know? So it's it's quite a serious episode. Don't take your fruit for granted. But uh, I was going to say one other thing about the bananas is it's actually kind of revealed a very dark side to uh, to Australia, Kevin. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, 
Apparently what's happened is that, as I say, 95% of the Australian uh, domestic banana production has been wiped out, but that's left 5% of the production. And um, these uh, uh, farms are now having to employ security guards. Wow. To protect barbed the wire fence around yeah, the with, bananas, with, with dogs and, and trained monkeys. Oh, um, that 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 can't work. A bit of a compromise, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 well, no. But anyway, um, but apparently uh, the reason why they're having to adopt, you know, security is uh, because people have been breaking into these farms late at night mm. and stealing bananas. I am I am not I am not lying. Stealing bananas to sell on the uh, banana black market. <laughs> Not yeah. the black banana market. Yeah, the black, the black banana market. Maybe I don't know, but it, but anyway, um, yeah. So they're stealing these bananas, and you know, like I was in the pub the other day, Kevin. I was sitting there, and you know, this dodgy guy came up to me in a. In a Did he open in, his coat? In, in his trench coat, yeah. yeah. And he says, "Hey, mate, mate." I said, "Yeah, yeah." You know, he says, "You know, do you want a banana?" And he opened his coat and there was like bunches of bananas, bananas yeah, yeah, inside. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what sort of person I look like, Kevin. Like, do I look dodgy or something? You know what I mean? Do I look like I'm a hardcore banana eater or something? Yeah, you must. I, I, I must. Because like, you know, he just approached me, you know, unsolicited and was trying to sell me, you know, these bananas. I said no, of course. Of course. Because, you know, I, I have principles. Yes. And the listeners of our podcast will be sending us their bananas. Yeah, exactly. But, but look, you don't need to buy bananas on the street yeah. when you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Could, there could be banana mixed with oh yeah yeah bizarre kind of avocado yeah ew, yeah these these bizarre concoctions yeah. you know what I mean because if it's if once it, it you know it goes to the underground yeah you, there's no quality control you need to know your banana dealers yeah uh, boys and girls yeah because you you could you get a green banana yeah. or something that you know could give you an upset stomach yeah cultivate if you'll pardon the pun your relationship with yes. your green grocer. Know what you're getting. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you know, be careful out there. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, if you come to Australia, uh, bring some bananas with you and um, help uh, help us out because we do need it. Mm-hmm. And and just to – we will have a link on our website to prove that we are not talking shit. There is actually genuinely a banana crisis in Australia at the moment. Mm. I think enough said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, Kevin um, – there's a story I just want to tell you. Uh, it's a small story. Um, happened to me the other day. Mm. Um, I was actually involved in this uh, uh, this kind of theatrical production. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a bit of a, a variety show, right? And a man were... of many talents, our John. Yes, yes, yeah. And um, this story isn't about me. This is about somebody else. But I was there. I'd be interested to know what, you know, variety talent you were showcasing. I, I was... I was helping behind the scenes moving props yeah so anyway um so uh we're 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 there all backstage and literally it's a variety show all these different acts are coming along and the stage manager was going on has anyone seen the ozzy osbourne impersonator yet okay no we haven't seen it if you see the ozzy osbourne impersonator let me know let me know so anyway it's interesting i you know i think australia has a big fascination with Ozzy Osbourne because before I moved to Australia, I was not aware of who he was. Yeah, but but nobody was because the thing is... If anything, his name, Ozzy, I just assumed meant Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was some sort of Australian icon. I don't know. And when I came here, I was 
perplexed to learn that he wasn't from Australia. Well, actually, we need to explain this. Ozzy Osbourne, um, look, I think a lot of people already know this, and I'm sorry if I'm telling you this already. Well, um, ever since they've gotten their own reality show, I think yeah, they've broken yeah. into the cultural conscious, yeah. subconscious. He, essentially, a former 70s rocker who took too much drugs, was the lead singer of, uh, uh, I think it was Judith Priest and various other acts. Now you're saying in. things I didn't even know. This yeah. is really fascinating. But, but essentially he was, he, he was a rocker from the 70s, yeah. right? And yes, as we know, MTV have done this reality TV show because he has got huge fortunes and he lives in this mansion in uh, Beverly Hills mm. and he's got kind of his, his wife and his, his kids and Oh my God! It's I bet crazy. he doesn't want for bananas. No, no, I'm, I'm sure that he has got a good banana dealer. Mm. Anyway, um, so, so Ozzy is a, a, a global phenomenon now. I don't think I think Australia is just Kevin. To be frank, is just part of the global phenomenon yeah, okay. on this one. Okay? I'll go along with that. You'll go along with that. Anyway, look. So they, they, they're, I'm there, you know, backstage, right? And uh, the stage manager is saying, "Oh, you know, if anyone sees the Ozzy Osbourne impersonator, let me know." I said, "All right, fair enough." So I'm there and I'm doing stuff, and this guy eventually comes in about 15 minutes later, and he's wearing kind of like this this beautifully black tailored suit, pinstripe suits, and you know, quite dapper looking, nice shoes, and he's got this. Uh, uh, it wasn't. It was larger than a suitcase, but a little case with him, and he's got his hair in a ponytail, and it's black, and he's he's wearing kind of uh, ultra modern sunglasses, and he kind of opens his mouth and he goes and he says, "Oh, good day." Um, it wasn't an Australian accent; it was actually an English accent. He says, oh, "Good day," and I said, "Oh, hello." I couldn't hear the difference. <laughs> he says, uh, "Yeah, uh, I was just uh, I'm the Aussie Osborne impersonator." All right, like this, you know. Yeah. And like, and I was saying, oh, okay. Um, well, come this way, and I showed. By him. being fifteen minutes late and sounding very vague, he was yeah. already off to a no, great no, but, start. No, but the thing is, he wasn't vague. He was actually really kind of with it and coherent. Oh, like, a, yeah, I'm the Aussie Osborne impersonator. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh, okay. And I said, well, we'll come this way, and I showed him to the dressing room, and he goes, says, uh, oh, um, you know, my name's uh, my, my name's Mick. I said, oh, how, how you going? He says, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. He says, uh, so is this my dressing room? And I said, yeah, yeah. Here you are. And I was just there, and I was just chatting with him because, like, he he kind of looked like Ozzy Osbourne, okay, but he was like straight and he was coherent and he was with <laughs> it and everything. And and he over like the next ten minutes, I just watched him putting on his makeup and changing into his Ozzy Osbourne costume, and he's just like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, I'm 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 a trained ma- uh, magician, and I do, <laughs> I do children's parties and stuff like that. As Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, no, no. watch Ozzy Osbourne no, pull no, no, a no. rabbit out of his hat. Yeah, no, but this this guy ha- had a career, okay, before Ozzy Osbourne became famous oh, in his second coming. You know, okay. he's just, so yeah, you know, I'm a children's musician. Uh, do you ever mu- think watching these the reality TV show? Um, not that I've ever seen it, but yes. you know, you see the ads. Do you ever think like maybe in real life he's a regular guy? Yeah, perhaps like, trained like, in prestidigitation. All right, and he just puts on the vague brain dead rocker thing for the TV show and for the public. Possibly, but maybe it really was Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that I saw. It, maybe, yeah, yeah. Variety show, and you know, he was just sick of having to put on that persona, and he decided to come. As Mick the Magician. And, you know, yeah, pick a card, any card. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, like, so anyway, this guy, he's there, and he's, like, slowly putting on the jewellery, 
and he's writing kind of like love hate on his hands you know what i mean because i think ozzy osbourne's got tattoos of i think love hate or, or some such thing on his mm. on his hands and he's just like saying yeah i'm i'm actually a, a trained magician and i do children's parties and stuff like that and um you know but i, I fucking look like ozzy osbourne <laughs> so you know what, what do you do he says i hate impersonators like, it's, I, I hate them. <laughs> you know, Who doesn't, really? But, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne comes along and, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, you, I look like him. I sound like him. You know, I'm, I'm Ozzy Osbourne. So, I th- what the hell? Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. And he slowly put on all this makeup and, you know, put his hair down and got out of his pinstripe suit, put on all the chains, the glitz and the glam. Oh, the pinstripe suit? I assume that was part of no, it. No, no. And before, no, in 10 minutes, this guy turned into Ozzy Osbourne and it was just amazing to see him and, he, and, and then did you stand in his dressing room this whole time yeah I did okay right I'm a pervert <laughs> right? I, I'll admit it I, I, I was just I, I have I, spotted the flaw in this story yeah, yeah I was just like watching him because like he was just so incredible to see him transform himself into Ozzy Osbourne but he said yeah so what I do I just you know I don't even like Ozzy Osbourne but you know yeah you know you just do it and there he is. He gets on stage and he does his Ozzy Osbourne impersonation, and he's there, kind of getting confused, and he's he's stammering and he's you know shuffling around the stage, and everybody's laughing at him. <laughs> and then he, he 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 walks around the back of the stage, gets out of his costume. Was that the extent of his act? Yeah, yeah, rock, rock. Sharon, Sharon. And so, so this, that, that was my my adventure with Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> the Ozzy Osbourne impersonator, uh, who was great. gifted with the ability of impersonating Ozzy Osbourne, but didn't want this. It was like this curse, but he was making a living out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's my my Ozzy story for this week, ladies and gentlemen. So, John, yes, Kevin, I know you are fond of sharing your expertise with survival. Australia is a difficult place to survive. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, I, 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 want to, I, I want to, yeah, I do want to kind of explain something here to people, right? Um, a few weeks ago, yeah, um, you asked uh, a question of me um, about how one would survive in the Australian desert, mm. right? And I, I gave you a definitive guide as to how you would survive, and the reason I was not impressed. Look, it's, it's a good look. It's not the point, okay? I, I am genuinely concerned. Okay, I'm, I'm worried, mm-hmm. right? The reason why is that we are producing this podcast, right? We have a global audience, right? Uh, we have a huge fan base in, in the Ukraine, for example. Mm-hmm. And I am worried that there are people listening to this show. Uh, we've got Alexi, for example, who's saying that he's, he's considering coming to Australia, right? And I am, I, but he's I, scared. Yeah, and I feel that we have a responsibility, a duty. If we're going to tell people about Australia, we should tell them what to watch out for and how to survive in the Australian environment because it is dangerous. And, and this, is what I want, this is why I want to make a segment on surviving in Australia. Okay. Okay, and I'm deadly serious, okay? Um, I want to tell people, you know, every week or so, maybe every month or so, just regularly, I just want to inform people on what they need to know to well, survive John, in Australia. Well, John, I'm skeptical at best, but it sounds like your heart is in the right place. Yeah, okay. So I'll give you another chance. All right, okay. What, are we, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, I want to talk about how to survive a, a, a crocodile attack. Okay. Well, all right. Um, yeah. Crocodiles are these big, you know, creatures that live in the murky waters of uh, Australia's more um, 
uh, tropical zones, shall mm-hmm. we say? I've I've been on a holiday or two where the the water was murky and oh, so there were actually... signs that said don't go near the. Wow! So you've actually seen a crocodile? Yeah, I've I've, I've been on the the Daintree River, I believe. Oh, okay, wow. and uh, yeah, we, they took us on this boat and they would point out the. The crocodiles sort of lurking in the shadows, wow. and they would, as the boat approached, they would disappear and they under Ooh. the water, and they'd say, "Well, so you've actually seen, them. you've actually seen a crocodile." I have seen a wow. crocodile. I have okay. not been very close to one, oh, but wow. I take comfort in that fact. Oh, well, that's pretty exciting. And of course, for those who haven't been to Australia to see the crocodiles, there's always the crocodile hunter, uh, Steve Irwin. Exactly, and Steve Irwin is uh, is a good uh, place to start, but. I, I um, you know, you may not always have access to Steve Irwin, so I want this to be the the auxiliary source, mm. you know, the mirror site, okay. and encapsulate w- what I've learnt uh, from watching the Crocodile Hunter. Mm. Um, so, what's tip number one? Tip number one is you've got to you've got to wear the right clothing. Okay. So it's. You, Are we? We're not going to get back to the khakis and. Well, no, you, tailored you, khakis. Do, you Yeah, you do. You do. You need to wear it. Like the most important thing you need to do. Is this just a general Australian survival tip? Yes. If you're in Australia, you better be wearing your Khaki. shorts and t-shirt khakis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, I think with a crocodile attack, you've got to. For some reason, it's very, very important that you wear shorts. Okay. That seems counterproductive to me because you're showing off your legs. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the, the crocodiles are low to the ground. And the yeah. first thing they'll be going through for is your ankle. Yeah. And you're like, here, here are my meaty thighs. Come and get them. But I've, I've heard, you know, examples of people, you know, having their arm blown off by a grenade. And there's such shock that they don't even know it's gone. And I think that if you have bare flesh exposed... You, you, at least you can see with your own eyes. All right. That's right. So it avoids the chance that you may just be walking by the river and, well, what was that? There was a sudden movement. I'm exactly. not sure what happened there. Yeah. But it looks like both my legs are still here. I still have two pant legs. <laughs> and, you know, hopping back to your base camp or your Jeep or whatever is parked nearby, not realizing that you've just lost a limb. And by the time you realize, you know, when you're going down the hill and you reach for the brake pedal and nothing happens, <laughs> it's too late to go back because the crocodile is at his fill. <laughs> is that what you're saying to me, John? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, exactly, Kevin. <laughs> Exactly, right? So you've got to wear shorts, shorts <laughs> such that if you lose a leg because the crocodile attacks you, you can see it. Okay, you notice sounds, it straight away. It sounds like a very, you know, it happened to one person and it's become part of the literature. Have you got something perhaps a little more practical, a little more grounded? Right. Well, the first, the, the second thing that you do is you avoid going to Queensland because that's where all the crocodiles live. So if you don't go to Queensland you, you or the Northern Territory you stand a very, very high chance of not being attacked by a crocodile. That's a good tip. If you're, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've, I come from North America and uh, the equivalent, the North American equivalent to the crocodile, of course, is the alligator. Now, the gators, the alligators, you know, uh, w- with all due respect to the Florida types who wrangle alligators and, and think they're big and tough, uh, the alligators are nothing compared to the crocodiles. No, no. I understand the crocodiles are fiercer 
a crocodile would eat an alligator for oh, breakfast. Oh, yeah, for breakfast. And then say, And it'd be the right shape. You yeah, know, the yeah. alligator would fit it, right inside the crocodile. It'd, it'd be, be like, one of those, like one of those Russian dolls. Yeah. You know, you cut open the crocodile and there's an alligator inside. But, it. of course, all of the alligators, um, or at least the vast majority, reside either in Florida, um, the center of Florida, or, or in uh, New York sewers. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so if you steer clear of New York sewers, which, let's face it, probably don't want to go in there in the first place or the lovely climbs of florida uh you're probably safe all right so, so, so the equivalent steer clear of queensland yeah so it's so, it's so kind of a double kind of thing there you know mm. stay away from uh new york florida queensland and the northern territory and you survive a very very good chance of not being attacked by either an alligator or a crocodile mm. however if through i don't know uh business travel you end up being in Queensland, you obviously need more advice. Yeah. Right? Okay. And some crocodile insurance. Right. So the, the first, the, 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 the next thing is, okay, um, you need to know what a crocodile looks like. Right? Yeah. And a lot of people get confused between logs and crocodiles. Well, yeah, because the crocodiles sort of float in the water with just their backs and their two eyes sticking out. And it's very easy to confuse them with, yeah. uh, you know, slightly moldy green yep. log. So... What I'm recommending that you do is that you get a big stick, a club. Uh, in fact, Australians generally use cricket bats, which are... And if you're American, you can use a baseball bat or something like that. And you, you, you walk around with this in your hand, okay? And any log you see, you just hit. No! Just just hit it. No! Hit it really... <laughs> Don't do that! Hit it really hard. What if it is a crocodile? You'll, you'll, know. you'll know it right away. Yes. Because your cricket but, but, bat will suddenly be getting chomped into three pieces. But at least you won't have it come up behind you. Mm. You know, so like just hit, you know, if, like just any any kind of log, just just hit it straight okay, away. Okay, so the, the idea is this, the cricket bat or the, the club or the bat is the sacrificial... You know, it'll get eaten instead of you. But yeah, and it will alert you straight away, right... Click, click, that's a log. Click, click, that's a log. Yeah. Oh, right, that's a crocodile. Thump, followed by... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know straight away, right, that's a crocodile. We have a crocodile situation, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is ill-advised. But if you're going to do this, you probably want to make the bat look as much like a human leg as possible. And to make sure yeah. that the, the croc goes for that instead of you. Well, you so, can, you know, maybe put a shoe on the end of it. And a trouser leg or something, yeah. like a, a pair of pants on it or something like that. Well, look, that's optional, okay? And you can, you can be creative with your um, application of the, of the cricket bat. But then I want to get to the, to, to the final piece of important information. Once you have identified a crocodile, all right, that you have a crocodile situation, um, what do you do next? What do you do next? Run. No, no, no. You, 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 you... I'm sorry. That was obviously the wrong answer. Wrong thing. Um, from watching heaps of episodes of The Crocodile Hunter mm. and various other kind of Australian documentaries, ah, the you... most important thing you have to do when you have identified a crocodile is you have to sit on it. Ah. Right? If you sit on its head... It can't. It can't <laughs> eat no you. No possible way. <laughs> this is what you do. If you are attacked by a crocodile, you don't run away. You sit on it. You sit on its head, and you will be safe. Why? Because it can't turn around and eat you. And if there's another crocodile that's in the area, it can't eat you because it has to get past the crocodile John, that you're sitting on. John, you know someone's going to get hurt. 
by this advice. And we're going to be in big trouble. At this point, I would like to take this opportunity to remove myself, distance myself from John's advice here. And I will will state for the record that I do not endorse this advice or recommend it in any way, shape, or form. I'm serious, Kevin. You are going to get the people killed. Yeah, but I'm serious, Kevin. People are coming here, okay? They are they are listening to the show, you know, wherever it is in the world. Yeah. And they are going to come to Australia. They're trusting in, us to give us good advice. They're going to come to Australia in droves. And if they see a crocodile, they won't know what to do. Yeah, they will be eaten and will be more responsible. I think we, we would be derelict in our duty if we did not tell people how to survive a crocodile attack. This is my guide. Ladies and gentlemen, I suggest if you come to Australia, you apply it with due diligence and you will be safe from a crocodile. And the other thing as well, too, is that you should always carry a CB radio with you so that you can call for a helicopter. Assuming you still have the arms to work it. Yes. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, how to survive a crocodile attack. All right. Thank you, John. Informative as always. Yeah. No, I am serious, though. You know, I just want to protect people. This has been another wonderful episode of Lost Out Back. Thanks again for listening. Please visit us online at www.lostoutback.com. Send us your uh, complaints or congratulations to podcast at lostoutback.com. Bananas. Yeah, bananas always welcome. And uh, as always, we would like to thank the Podsafe Music Network for the music used in this show. And once again... This episode is distributed under the Creative Commons license. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.